Welcome to the Odda Magazine podcast. We at Odda desire a deeper insight into the people we spend time with through a podcast featuring creatives and entrepreneurs across art, fashion, film, and other creative disciplines. Each episode highlights the work of individuals who participate in Norish culture and the conversations they inspire. Our guests discuss how they see the future, hopefully one that's filled with diversity, equality, understanding, and of course, passion. Odda is a platform where self-expression, imagination, and dreams are brought to the next level and shared with those looking to be inspired. In this podcast, Charlene Frett speaks with the American actress Grace Van Patten on her fascination with acting, her transformative experience in Hulu's Nine Perfect Strangers drama, and the magnetism behind her soon-to-be-released movie, May Day, and the upcoming other Hulu series, Tell Me Lies. Let's talk a little bit about your childhood. Um, so you started in two episodes of the iconic series, The Sopranos, at just eight years old. Um, despite being inspired, notably inspired by James Gandolfini, um, can you tell me a little bit about what you were like as a child? Were there any like other films or performances that you might have been influenced by when you were little? That's so funny you ask that because I just talked to my mom about this. Um, I Because I asked her if I was anything like my little sister June. I have a 10 year old sister and she is the coolest person ever. Um, so basically it was just me asking my mom if, who was cooler. Um, just kidding. <laughs> but I was, June is so animated and she's so, she's such a performer. You know, she's one of those kids where you can be like, eh, actor, okay, you're gonna be that, you're gonna perform. And I was wondering if I was like that and if my parents could see that, see the path. Um, and my mom told me that I had moments of that and I definitely knew when to turn it on but for the most part I was I was very much an observer and I would just kind of watch people um, which I still feel like I kind of do um, but I also just grew up watching these old movies my dad loved showing me old movies and I fell in love with them and especially uh you know audrey hepburn's movies i would go through we would just sit on the couch and watch one after the other and i remember those really inspiring me and thinking she was so beautiful and grounded and had this this inner strength that just shined and um movies like urban cowboy deborah winger that performance is is one of my all-time favorites and i love john travolta um, some like it hot, you know, old comedies like that. Jack Lemon. I had this weird obsession with Jack Lemon. Um, <laughs> so, so I definitely, at a young age, was very drawn to it. <clears throat> um, but, but I don't think I think it took me a while to figure out in what way I was drawn to it and what uh, what part I wanted to be a part of you know did I want to act did I want to direct what I knew I knew it was in me and I knew I wanted to do it but I it, it took me a second to figure it out right 
Um, do you think how you were as a child while also growing up in the Hollywood and acting industry um, also created that drive to become an actress? Um, was performing something you were always attracted to from a young age? I think it was definitely something I was always attracted to, but it was something that, and still is, something that terrifies me um, in a good way. So I think it, it took me a while to just gain that confidence, really. And I, there's been steps along the way that have built my confidence and made me feel like, okay, I'm, maybe I am capable of this. Um, but it was definitely, definitely a journey to get there. I see. Um, so let's get into your work. Uh, you worked with so many notable Hollywood legends. I mean, I have to name a few. You have Glenn Close <laughs> from The Wild Family, Adam mm -hmm. Sandler and The Merit Stories, and then now Nicole Kidman, Michael Shannon, Regina Hall, Melissa McCarthy, and Luke Evans from Hulu's Nine Perfect Strangers. I mean, wow, right? <laughs> Uh, being such an honor to work with them um what was that experience just how has that been like for you and did you learn any like new methods or techniques from them that you could possibly you know use in your own performances it, it really is unreal and I, I feel like if you told my younger self that I'd be working with people who have I've been looking up to forever. I would not believe it. Um, so it really is kind of crazy to me and, and so inspiring. And I think the, the common thread between all of those amazing, talented people um, is just pure dedication and commitment. And seeing that early on, is really what what drove me to throw myself into the work and and into the art and i think at first i was a little afraid to do that or i thought oh i have to keep a part of myself like i can't i can't like give everything probably just because i was afraid um because it's scary to to be vulnerable um but once i started doing that it, I mean that's that's when you you can't beat it it becomes so fulfilling and and there's such a power to vulnerability and I definitely learned that from all of the amazing people I worked with very true vulnerability is quite powerful yeah in anything in any yeah. of life mm-hmm um, and can you share any advice that you might, that they might have given you, if any? Is there one that you always take with you when you thrive in this industry? I feel like it's more of me watching and taking, taking parts of them and being like, oh, that was really cool how she figured that out. Or, um, but in terms of actual words, I mean, a, a, just a, a piece of advice that I always think of is what my dad has always told me, which is to stay curious um, and stay open. And I feel like that's so important for, for anybody, no matter what you do, uh, to, not, to not close your mind off, you know? Mm 
mm. and to, to always look up and out and um and never stop asking questions mm-hmm. <clears throat> um okay so i have to delve into hulu's nine perfect strangers as me being <laughs> also a fan <laughs> um, i cannot stress enough how amazing your performance is in the show um, and considering the show takes place in Tranquillum, which, you know, is a health and wellness resort and retreat, um, and the theme being mental health, um, how did you particularly prepare for this role? Um, what are some, like, rituals or techniques um, that you used um, in, to get into that character? I'm so happy you like the show so much. Yes, I... <laughs> So happy. <laughs> I'm a huge fan, especially I watched, you know, this week's episode and I just can't wait till next week. I am just in shock. <laughs> I don't know what happens anyway. <laughs> oh that, that makes me so happy. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, the, the, the show really does deal with, with mental illness um, in a way that I, I really hope it, it starts conversation um, and people talk about it more because that's, that's the ultimate goal, you know, to, to destigmatize it and have it be a part of our everyday conversation. So I, I hope that, that uh, it has that effect, but in terms of getting into that headspace, a huge part of it was having these super in-depth conversations with Michael and Asher who played my parents. Um, We would just sit down and talk for hours. We wouldn't read over the scenes. We would literally just talk about our family dynamic. Um, So specifically, you know, to the point of what were our family traditions? Like what did we eat for dinner when we were all together? Like what did we like to watch together? And then we got into how did we change as a family when after this traumatic loss that we we went through um and and talking it out with them helped so much and you know the conversations got really emotional because obviously it's such a tragic subject matter but and all of us putting ourselves into into those shoes and um it was really heavy and it was a heavy headspace to be in for six months for sure and also just reading a lot about it about grief about the five stages of it about um people who would experience similar situations and there was one book that helped me tremendously um and it's a memoir called standing on my brother's shoulders written by tara j lal and she went through a very similar situation. Her brother died by suicide and he was her best friend in the whole world. And she really, really goes into detail about living beyond the loss and that process and the reconstruction of someone after going through a traumatic event like that. So reading that book really, um, just made me so emotional and I would, and I would read it before scenes and um, try to take it in as much as possible. And I just found her writing so brave and courageous. And um, so it, it was, it was a mix of a lot of things, I guess, to kind of get into it. Mm-hmm. And I think also what's kind of eerie about the show and not just the tone of it and the subject matter, but 
like the characters that you guys play, I feel like could be real people. And mm -hmm. so just thinking about that is just kind of eerie to think about. But right. also why it's a good show as well, because it's kind yeah, of, real. yeah. Yeah, and you can relate to, I feel like anyone can pick one, at least one person, if not more, and be like, oh, my my problems are kind of like theirs, or, you know, they're dealing with something kind of similar to what I've gone through, and it's it's relatable, and it's also, like, I found it, reading it to be almost, <laughs> it's so weird, but comforting, because it's like all these different people all from different walks of life have problems and it's like okay it's kind of just like a microcosm of of life in general that right. everyone everyone is going through something at some point and dealing with it and you don't necessarily know you know right um and then also when you think about some of the mental health exercises activities conducted on the show um, including and I love the scene where you're like screaming with Luke Evans and like the cave thing <laughs> Um, I was just wondering, did you find them therapeutic in a way, in a much more personal level, or do you kind of dissociate from Zoe? Um, and then another question was, was there one that you found quite eerie, like laying down in a dug up grave, for example? <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> eerie. That was weird. Um, the screaming was 100% therapeutic. It felt amazing. Um, and, and those are my favorite moments in acting and what I can only hope for is, you know, to aim for that feeling of feeling as one with this character I'm trying to inhabit as possible, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's moments like that where like I'm screaming and after I feel just like Zoe would feel, you know, release and, um, emotional and that's when it almost feels like magic when you've become one with the character and that's what I strive for so I definitely would feel the effects of these exercises we would do and the grave one was so weird and I definitely was more in Zoe's head for that and just thinking of her situation and how hard that would be yeah, I, I just found that so I could never imagine myself sitting in a, <laughs> laying down and dug up. Oh, like that. That yeah. So weird. Oh, so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> um, I can also imagine that the set can be, you know, sort of daunting and mentally, emotionally depriving at times when getting into the characters or preparing for an anxiety driven scene. Um, what are some ways that you would try to get out of that headspace when the director, um, Jonathan Levine, says cut? Um, and in the cast, who would potentially like break the ice to help lighten the mood? There was no shortage of humor on the set, which, which was amazing because everyone is equally hilarious. So, you know, despite the fact that we're all like crying off on our own at certain points when we were all together for the big group scenes, it, it felt almost like summer camp. Like everyone was so light and so fun and still extremely focused and dedicated. And um, those were my favorite days on sets, the, the big group scenes, because that's how we 
that's how we really became family, you know, on and offset this, this, these long days of just spending, you know, 12 hours doing the same breakfast scene and getting to know each other in between. So it, that, that made, that made it very special. And would you say that's also kind of how you get out of your headspace and like in the character when you're preparing for that role too? Yeah. I mean, I, I had always thought that I was good at separating myself from the character, but this job really made me realize that I'm, I'm not <laughs> as good as I thought. And every day after work, I would feel like fine. I mean, some days I, you know, would be really emotional, but um, after we wrapped the whole show, I, it, it definitely took me a few months to shed Zoe off completely. And I, I don't think I realized how much it was affecting uh, me, Grace, which is, it's a weird feeling. And it feels even weird to say out loud because it sounds kind of crazy, but um, I definitely felt very attached to Zoe. And um, I think during the shoot, I probably was was way more in the headspace subconsciously than I, than I thought. And I definitely think it's hard to like kind of dissociate from that type of character because it's so like, I mean, it's mental health. So it's such like a mentally emotional character. So I can imagine how hard it could be to like try to put her away. Yeah. And I think at a certain point, like my body doesn't know I'm acting, you know, if I'm crying, crying, crying and like hunching over whatever it is, like my body doesn't, my body's feeling that sadness. It's not like my mind is being like, no, I'm not sad, but I think, I think it'd be, it's hard to separate those two. Um, Do you have a favorite memory um, on the set with or without the cast? So many, um, you know, it was really fun is that me and Tiffany Boone and Samara Weaving and Manny Jacinto all lived in a row of houses and it felt like friends. Like we would just kind of, we would just be back and forth. It was almost, it was like we were all neighbors mm-hmm. and we would just go from house to house and hang out. And it was so nice but on, on our off days and, you know, at least one or two of us wouldn't be working. So we'd, we'd always have somebody and it was just so great to have them near. And, um, and we just had so much, so much fun together. Um, and switching a bit of gears here. So I know that you're currently starring in Mayday with Mia Goth and Juliette Lewis, um, which is a feminist dystopian dark euphoric a film that is set to be released in October this year. Uh, you play a character, I believe it's Anna, um, who finds herself in a bind when she is kind of trusted into this world of a female army that entices and kills men. Um, and to be honest, when I was watching the trailer, I honestly was like, this is probably the movie that I would watch. <laughs> I would watch definitely a theme for me to watch um tell me what your experience was like um, working on that film um what kind of drew you to this concept and to play such a character and what do you kind of hope for people to take away from the movie 
It was such a beautiful experience um, for many reasons. One, just being around all women, all these badass, talented women was so inspiring and felt so I've never, I've never been a part of something like that. And it made everything feel so safe and so com- comfortable. And like we were all um, giving everything and I had never had an experience like that. And Karen, the director had such a specific, unique vision for it. And um, it, it looks like nothing you've ever seen before. It's like the, the imagery is insane. We shot it in Croatia, and um, which is just a beautiful place. And they built this submarine where all the girls live in, in the fantasy world. And it, it was just, it, you could not believe it. It looked like a real submarine and you would go in it and it would put us all right into the story right away. Um, but I remember reading the script and being so drawn to it because it was, every time I read it, I found something new, like a new meaning. And I thought it was just so, you can interpret it in any way you want. And I feel like that is such a pure form of art, like a, you know, a beautiful painting. You can, there are so many meanings. And I, and I saw this movie as that, and I couldn't wait to hear people's thoughts and theories of it because you could really think anything it's it's such a it's such a clean palette for somebody to be like oh maybe that means this and this there's so many so many meanings to it um and I I was really drawn to that aspect of it and I really hope that people take away hope from it because it really is a story about a young girl finding her inner strength and inner power. And we all have that within us. And sometimes it's hard to see and you have to go really deep inside to, to bring it out. But the power of connection and sisterhood and you know relationships and support will, will and can get you through anything. So I, I hope it gives, um, you know, girls young girls especially um hope that that they can get through anything and um well anyone uh but that support is so important and it's so it's such an active job to support you know it's not just waiting for a phone call to be like hey can you come over you know it's like a you know you have to constantly ask people how they're doing and um, I, I came to realize that during COVID, you know, cause everyone, everyone was going through a hard time and it's just so good to check in and, and make sure that everyone is okay. I like that. A very long winded answer to your yeah. question. <laughs> You're all good. Um, um, it was also just announced that you'll be a female lead in Hulu's series, Tell Me Lies, produced by Emma Roberts. Um, so this upcoming series, just to, like give a little bit of a summary, um, seems to be a darker story and a romance into life of Lucy Albright, um, who mm-hmm. presents herself with quite a cool kind of collected 
persona, but has a past and struggles with um, childhood trauma beneath. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about the series? Um, do you feel people will be more connected with this story in more ways than one? I do. I do. I think it, um, I think everyone will be able to relate to it and relate to that first love or, you know, an intoxicating relationship um, and just life. It's so, it's so raw um, what these characters are going through and it's dark at times um, and toxic, but there's moments that's, that are really fun and sexy and thrilling. And I think it just has, has everything. And um, all these characters are going through different things at different points in their lives. And it's a span of eight years. So you really see the ripple effect of, of this addictive entanglement of a relationship. Um, and it's, it's really fascinating. The book, I highly recommend the book. Um, you'll read it in like two days. Um, and Lucy, like you said, you know, she's been kind of emotionally cut off um, in her high school years. And she's encountered with this guy that brings every emotion out of her that she had inside. And it's scary to her. Which can also just be scary in real life. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. That box, yeah. Yeah, and that and this and that love is scary. You know, you see love in movies all the time as this as this beautiful, amazing, happy thing. Which of course it it can be and it should be, but there's also the really dark side to it. Right. Um, even when people are madly in love with each other, there's a there's that there's the toxicity that that lingers. Mm-hmm. Um, what are other projects or roles that you hope to do in the future? Um, is there anything that you would like to try that you haven't tried already? Um, something that lights you up when you think about it? Uh, a comedy. <laughs> I'd love, <laughs> I would love to do a comedy. It's been a while and um, <laughs> I'd love to just be laughing and making jokes and it's something that I know would really challenge me because I it's so hard um and I admire comedians so much and people who are just funny in movies like it's 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 extremely challenging so I think it would challenge me and also be just good for my soul and um yeah that's that's one thing that I am looking for (laughs) Well, that was all the questions I had for you, but like, I enjoyed our conversation. I'm so excited. I'm still trying not to freak out, but I'm so excited about about strangers. I, yeah, I'm just a fan. I'm a fan of you. So yeah, this just has been wonderful. I'm I'm so happy we got to speak and I'm, I'm excited for you to see the last episode. Yes, I'm excited. I got my sister into it. I got my uh, friend into it. So it's like, oh my gosh. Thanks. Thanks for, for promoting it. Yeah, 
if you don't want to miss an episode of Odder Podcast, all you have to do is download the app in the Apple Store or visit Odder Spotify account. That way, every new episode will drop into your feed automatically. Don't forget to leave a review and tell your friends about the Odder Podcast.